Hello and welcome back to Telks. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. How's your stiff back? I'm. I think I'm officially getting old. Boy, am I inflexible. So old and inflexible are two non-related things. Oh, many years piled up of not doing any stretching, anything of the sort. Yeah, you know, last week you or for a couple of weeks now you've been giving me grief about our. Uh, Office chairs? Yes. I don't believe office chairs are meant to be Sat in. infinitely comfortable. Like you can't sit in a chair. No chair. For Doesn't eight matter. Hours. Even a lazy boy. What? Your back will hurt. You Shouldn't there be some sort of a chair? Shouldn't we invent it if it doesn't exist? No. Bodies, could be rich. bodies are made for motion. Mm-hmm. And what so about you need to take responsibility for the motion and the health of your back. What about a chair that simulates motion? No. No. There's no substitute for motion. What about a chair? No. That, no? Okay. All right. Well, I guess stretching. Tune in next week to see how flexible I am. I hope this is not a joke. You know how, how important your back is. How important? And you know firsthand. Do we need backs in this day and age? This is not even funny. <laughs> because I, I'm just putting it on the record here. That if you don't look after your back... And it gets all fucked up. Then you will look after me? No, I will not. And I will pull this podcast episode out and uh-huh. be like, I told you 20 years ago. I bet you will. You're a softie. You act all tough, but you're pretty soft, I'm, actually. I am just putting it out there on the record. I, I can do anything and you'll take care of me. Okay. That's, I hope you... Anyway, anything <laughs> else going on in the world? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> okay, Nothing. <laughs> What a week here in the United States of America, planet Earth. I couldn't America this week. <laughs> I just, I was like, I, I can't America. No. <laughs> I just can't America. I mean, I thought for sure the Christian Cooper and Amy Cooper story. Isn't that funny that they had the same last name? Well, who, is it? who is this? Remind me. New York Central Park. Ah, okay. They had the same last name. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Christian Cooper. And Amy Cooper. Man. I thought for sure that is that is the highlight of this last week of May. Yeah, you would have thought. Boy, was I wrong. But no, certainly not. So if you do not live in these United States of America or you haven't read or heard the news, a lady in New York City by the name of Amy Cooper decided to call cops on a black man christian cooper because he had asked her to put her dog on a leash in an area of central park where dogs are supposed to be on a leash yeah the man was trying to do some bird watching apparently doesn't matter what he was doing (laughs) (laughs) i'm just just setting the scene okay um (laughs) yeah i mean just so many thoughts I couldn't believe that. The hysteria she displayed yeah. on the phone. On the phone, she, she made up this story about, well, she, she made it seem like there was uh, some sort of attack happening or something of the sort. No, the, how she told him what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. I am going to get on this cell phone of mine and call the cops and tell them that an African-American. Note yeah. how she tries to be PC. In her racism, an African-American. <laughs> That's a good point. 
And then I was like, okay, that's it. That's like the highlight of how wrong it can go in these United States this week. No. Nope. That was not it. So there's a, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. And it's hard to know. I mean, I guess there's no right way to process feelings of emo- and emotions, just like feeling so hopeless and sad for humanity and angry. I was listening to an album by Dead Prez and the album is called Let's Get Free, which was released in the year 2000. And I used to listen to that album in South Africa and I was like, whoa, that's so crazy that black men and women in America are afraid of the police department and they're so afraid of being wrongly accused for things. And then 10 years later, when I moved to America, I was like, that can't still be happening, right? All these things that Dead Press and Most Deaf and all these rappers, not rappers, actually, correction, hip-hop artists, were talking about, I mean, something has to have been done, but good. And to realize that nothing's changed, pretty much. I don't think it's gotten worse. Obviously, it's just like we see it more um, because of social media and cell phones being able to record. Uh, And then in all of that, too, you have to try and vet the information that you're consuming because Mm. there's so much. Mm -hmm. Not only there's so much, there's people with their own agendas around issues of race. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'll be so outraged and in my outrage, give up responsibility of actually having to do something Mm -hmm. because I'm outraged and I've shown Instagram that I'm outraged. Mm -hmm. Now I can go and drink my margarita because that happens too. And so... I said all week just consuming and questioning myself, you know, where have I been complacent? Because yes, you can sign the petitions, you can give money to these, to the funds, you can go out and protest, but we also have to look at ourselves. Like, what are you doing? How am I staying complicit in all this? Mm -hmm. You know, because there have been times where I just get angry and I just, yell and curse at Andrew, sign petitions, and then next week I've forgotten because it's something else and there's another thing. And, man, yeah, or- all this happening on the backdrop of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And Las Vegas is fully open. Bars, restaurants, all open. Next week it'll be fully open. Casino's opening next week. But there's no playbook for how you're supposed to feel and support the cause while also looking after yourself and not drowning in depression about it all. But also maybe we we should be drowning more in the depression of it all and all that stuff. So you're just sort of left to yourself to sort of figure out how to best contribute and slash deal with it. I read an article about, it was titled In Defense of Looting. And I don't know if it should be in defense of. I think it should have been more appropriately titled The Reason People Loot. Um, And the article was talking about how the riots are because people feel unheard. I mean, a peaceful protest, right? So it's not the first time 
this has been going on for years and years, right? The peaceful protests and the Black Lives Matter protests. And then you see nothing happening, mm-hmm. right? We give the money, we wear the T-shirts, we, you know, sign the petitions and nothing happens. Yeah, I was just looking up when you were talking when the uh, Rodney King incident was. That was in 1991 in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it was, you know, massive story, obviously super controversial, like what's going on with the culture of police departments, uh, you know, particularly in Los Angeles, but probably elsewhere. There was rioting that happened as a result of that. That was, yeah, 1991. So as you were saying, people feel like they aren't being heard clearly if this is still semi-regular occurrence all these years later. Yeah. And so, so if you are staying within the bounds of what is a peaceful protest, right? Because Colin Kaepernick tried it, you know, kneeling during the games before the football games. Mm-hmm. And there was outrage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And there were the protests and nothing is happening. The destruction of property and the, the rage and the fire is outside of the coloring line, right? And that's when you get the attention. And that's when maybe people take it seriously Mm -hmm. to say, oh, I don't want to see my city getting ruined. Maybe there's something to that. Or you just go, those are bad, bad people. And they're doing it to themselves. So maybe they do deserve this. And then the worst thing is also learning that sometimes people really do go out with the intention of a peaceful protest and then there are bad actors coming in from elsewhere out of town different states who then start the looting and the fires to distract from the movement Mm -hmm. so then this movement is now cast as bad hombres as somebody once said Mm. it's fucking insane Mm -hmm. sure is and yeah, I guess I just I just don't I don't know where to put it all for myself. But I think as much as we take a stand because we know what's right. Killing somebody is not right. I don't care who you are, I don't care what your political values are, I don't care where you were born. Murder is murder and that's never been okay. And so you can start from there and say, well, as a being, what am I going to stand for? And then how do I, like you said, while maintaining, I don't know if sanity, because sometimes I think you do have to go crazy in order to get the change that you want because saying doesn't work, right? How should you go crazy? You mean like... Like be extreme, more radical. Create disorder? Create disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been constant thought and conversation in my world and with friends and with Andrew this week. Yeah, I don't want to hear from the listeners of the podcast because I don't know everything. But I think before any passing any sort of judgment by how people are going about getting what they think or what they want, you got to examine yourself and say, so it's okay for somebody to be murdered 
but it's not okay for a target to be looted. What are your thoughts, Andrew? <laughs> I mean, I could, I have so much to say about this topic, but I don't even know if like what I have to say is valuable to anybody because I, I also believe that keeping yourself, you know, so you like caught in, in these two stances of, yes, sometimes you need to destroy something in order for it to become new. Sure. Right. Like we burn the the shrubs so that you can get a new growth. Right. Okay. They start fires on the side of the highway so that there's new growth. But also at what cost? Mm-hmm. Like so many people have lost the balance of their minds. Like you learn about people who go to war and they come home and they are they have PTSD and now their family's all fucked up because mm-hmm. of this. So is it really worth losing your mind for somebody else's fight? Mm. It's so fucking crazy. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you can't sit and say it's not your problem because it's all our problem. One way or another, it's going to affect you. If you're sitting at home thinking it's not, it's going to affect you. Yeah, you can bake your cookies and drink your margaritas, but... um, the revolution is coming. It's coming. So, anyway, what are your thoughts, my sweet love? <laughs> it's just crazy how divided everything is. And, like, you share something, and it's like, if you share something on Twitter, you share your thoughts on it, and it's like, you're guaranteed to get pushback on it. Right. And there's no, there's no listening on Twitter. There's no, hmm... Interesting point. It's like, no, I have to be against Hmm. or 100% for. There's no room for nuance. Yeah. I saw um, Ike Haxton posted um, the link to donate to the Minnesota, I'll probably get the name wrong, but the... The money, uh, the fund for the bail. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the Freedom Fund or something like that. Posted the link to that and encouraged Poker Twitter to join him in donating. Mm -hmm. And... uh, so, like, a bunch of poker players donated, which is great. And then, uh, sure enough, like, somebody hopped in there and said that this is, you know, not a good use of funds. You're encouraging people. Looting. You're encouraging looting and encouraging them to do so without consequence. <laughs> which, <laughs> wow, couple couple of uh, issues, I guess I would take with that. First of all, there's no reason why you can't donate to this and to some other cause you know that you think will be beneficial but also like i think that's like super backwards thinking because like the consequence came before this you know it's like people that are living in consequence that are you know the most angry and feeling trapped and and are as a result dying let's say it's dying people are dying Mm -hmm. so it's not like one day someone just decided to like fuck some shit up you know for fun it's but, not that's not central to what's happening, at least. Right, but the idea, and I think the reason people are so uncomfortable with the protests becoming fiery, because a policeman can be brutal towards somebody, and that's hardly ever re- talked about as violence. It's called keeping the peace, right? Mm-hmm. But 
somebody bashing a window at Target didn't harm anybody is violence. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay, so now we have these, like, semantics. And the reason people are uncomfortable is because it threatens the agreements that you think you've made with this construct. Yeah, with a system. Which provide... society. Yeah, which provide your safety and your easy living without fear and things like that. Right. And you should be uncomfortable. And I think it's good to be uncomfortable because then you have to ask you, go question yourself. Why does a target window being broken make me feel so uncomfortable? And then I expect black people to march quietly and peacefully when the one of theirs is murdered on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself why that makes you feel so uncomfortable. It has to come from everybody inside. We have to stop projecting it outside, 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 going, you stop this, you stop that, you stop this, you feel this way, stop feeling so outraged, feel less outraged, just walk peacefully. Well, everybody gets outraged when it's when something is affecting them personally, you know. So, like, until something affects them personally, they just go about their lives, you know. I feel like I have at least one friend who I know. Actually, I don't. I don't know if I call him friend anymore. I don't think I do. But one person uh, that I have history with that would speak out against this sort of a protest or riot or whatever you want to call it, and. Like, I know for a fact that this guy, like, has broken laws, but he would refer to a highway-blocking protest and say laws are laws and that these people are thugs or what have you. Mm-hmm. But, like, if something were to happen to him, I know, I know this guy has anger management issues and stuff like that, and if something were to affect him personally, that he would be, you know, one to lash out and uh, not exactly follow all the uh, laws that are on the book. So, like, people just kind of sits in their in their towers until something affects them personally it seems so property affects them so let the looting continue sure because if people started coming up into your house then people would feel very affected mm-hmm. right how about the all these black bodies you start dragging them into these nice neighborhoods and leaving them there mm-hmm. are they going to be outraged then Right. It's a good idea. No, we don't need more black bodies. <laughs> Not creating them, no, but... I think as the time has gone on, I mean, we're all on social media and you see the first time like we started hearing about these incidents. Not even hearing about them, because you always heard about them, but seeing them. A lot of people would be very reluctant to share their thoughts. And now more and more people are less afraid. They're like, mm-hmm. if you're going to unfollow me, unfollow me. Fuck it. Like, this is what I want to stand for. This is what I want to be known for. But also there's the definite trap of, I posted about it. Somebody else knows now. And now it's no longer my problem. And I always pause when something like this happens to make sure that whatever action I'm taking is not so that I can placate myself and make myself feel better and not actually doing anything of substance because each and every one of us has to be better, has to change, you know? Like, I need to understand 
more. I don't, can't claim to know everything about black people in America because mm-hmm. I wasn't born here. I'm still learning every day. Oh, my God. Like, I know what my parents and my grandparents went to. And so it's so funny because I at times thought that America had fixed it. And so then I could see how, because there's racism in South Africa and there's racism everywhere else in the world, right? So I was like, okay, maybe I can see how. How it's done how, in America? How it's done. Yeah, but it's all, a, it's like a sham, right? right? Like that's what you sold the world with like putting up a black face and saying, oh, look how far we've come when nothing's nothing's different. Yeah. You know, like even if you look at, if I look at South Africa where, yes, we had quote-unquote freedom and Nelson Mandela and total icon to the world, but when 80% of the population is still living in poverty, we haven't done fucking anything, you know? And so it's really easy to just put on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Look what I did. I posted about it. I posted about my outrage. Now, now that's good. No, but not understanding what people are going through, what you can actually do to help. Like, not what you think is to be done. You have to ask people, what do you think? How can I help you? You know, and black people are saying now in America, don't expect me to do the manual labor for you teaching you how not to be racist. You do the work. You read these books. Mm. You talk to your friends. You talk to your racist uncle and auntie. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, before it was always like, no, we'll just start a little thing at work. Diversity group Mm -hmm. at work. Diversity talks. And then that's it. It's all done, you know diversity is being handled so yeah it's just rude awakening i've been asleep i've been asleep but this is so telling to have so many things all happening at the same time mm-hmm. <laughs> we really need to do something different otherwise i don't know if we're gonna make it as a human race honestly like coronavirus people unemployed we've got some serious 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 items to deal with (laughs) serious so would you say that you moved to america for the american dream or were you just kind of like looking for an adventure no i wasn't looking for an adventure i was looking for better i was looking for a way out of america always promised abundance Hmm. right i was looking for a way of not enough not just getting by but like abundance so that Because it's so hard to focus on big issues when you're worried about what you're going to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're worried about, can I pay my rent? Can I look after my child? Can I pay my... Because in South Africa, we had to pay school fees. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone pays school fees. There's very few free school, especially if you want your kid to have a chance in the economy that is working in South Africa. What about student loans? It's hard to get a student loan if you don't have the credit. It's not Mm. like here where they just give it to anybody and they're like, you'll be fucked for the next 50 years. Good luck. God bless. So it's not like, sure, you can get a student loan, Mm -hmm. but you have to have somebody who will stand collateral for that student loan. It's not like in the hope that you'll get a job 
because the job situation is already dire. So sure, they'll give you, you know what I mean? They're not asleep in that idea of we'll give you a loan and hopefully the economy will be okay and hopefully you'll get a job and you'll be able to pay it back. So to be in a position where school fees wasn't the worry because that was a huge worry for my parents because they wanted to take us to good schools, but those good schools cost a lot of money. So it was always like, oh, school fees, oh, school fees, oh, school fees. And then you want to be able to, once you've taken care of your basics, you have the mental capacity to see life outside of your little struggle bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I came to America for. Fuck, man. There's a big struggle bubble here that I was unprepared for. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I was I was unprepared. Because you know your problems. You know your country's problems. Um, and you're intimate with your country's problems and you're like, fuck it, man. You know, if I could just stop worrying about X, Y, then then I can start thinking about bigger things. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a place out there that people could go? Like if they they wanted to leave their home and then they could just focus on accumulating abundance if that's what they wanted or focus on the things that they want to focus on without all these struggle bubbles that exist? (laughs) No, but that's the thing. It's not It's not just wanting abundance for abundance sake, right? It's the idea or illusion that with this abundance, I don't have to worry about these little things mm-hmm. and I can then focus. Because whether you have money or not, you know that there are issues in the world and you know that those issues are man-created so that they they need man solutions but they cannot be solved by people who are a distracted sick you know distracted because life is so painful that i need this distraction whether it's my booze like i've been eating my feelings this week like just because yes i can work out and rant at andrew but when i don't want to do any of that then i'm just like oh my god cook something, eat something, bake something, you know? Well, I was asking because, like, I wonder if the American dream or however... The American dream is not real. Yeah, I was going to say, however, what is it, illusory? Yeah, illusory. Illusory, it may be, because I kind of want to move to the Cook Islands. (laughs) So I'm wondering, like, are you still trying to chase, like, some sort of American dream or some, some country's dream or something, or should we just move to the islands and fish maybe <laughs> and snorkel no. they have internet though so I remember mean, i told you i, I can play at poker bros <laughs> <laughs> when we watched that film what was the film animal the biggest little farm yeah that becomes the dream okay. you know to like live in a way that's self-sustaining harmonious not with the land pillaging anybody or anything yeah i was like okay we can just get a little co-op of some of our favorite people and everybody has a responsibility on the farm and just off we go. Right. But then, well, I don't know, like what about the diversity of people and ideas and, and things that occur in cities and interacting and meeting random people at your favorite bar? I mean, that is wonderful. I Might not be worth it? 
No, I'm not saying... I mean, that's just literally a dream because, sure, we can all run away and live in the mountains, but there's still going to be people who don't even have the option to do that. You know, so I understand the desire to want to move to Cook Island, but... I think it's the Cook Islands. The Cooks. The Cooks Islands? The Cook Islands. The Cook the Cook Islands? <laughs> But the thing is, we're just pretending it doesn't exist, which is not true. We have what? to fix all the injustices, all the troubles in the world. You know, I'm sure the Cook Islands are fucked up in some way. Exactly. So for me, it's a, a realization that wherever you go, there you are. Humans are trouble. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so you leave South Africa, you'll find trouble in America. Yeah, leave what... America, you'll find trouble in Europe. Leave Europe, you'll find trouble in Asia. Humans, we are just trouble. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why people are so afraid of robots. I mean. What? <laughs> Seriously. Robots be will any... be built by humans. They can't be any worse. Oh, my they'll, God. They'll have artificial intelligence and they'll get past all these. No. That fake, artificial. Fake fears. Artificial in- intelligence built by humans with fears they will realize our shortcomings <laughs> and get past them so the ro- day the robots are just going to become conscious oh yeah uh-huh. they sure are and where is this consciousness going to come from computer chips <laughs> <laughs> the conscious computer chip yeah it's okay. called the singularity okay so you just wish that would come faster I mean, I don't know why people are afraid of it. Like, can't be any worse than this. Than what the damage that humans do to each other. Yeah. Can it? I don't know. <laughs> Baby, I don't know. You know, really, I don't know. Uh, I just realize more and more every single day how little I know. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. I just, I don't know. I really don't know. But tell me. Yes. How much are you missing the World Series of Poker? It would be happening this week, wouldn't it? Well, I think only up until we went on a bike ride yesterday did I did I uh, not miss anything about life. But seeing people sitting outside at Atomic Liquors on the patio, drinking some brews, some freshly poured brews, <laughs> uh, makes me feel, I told you, it makes me feel a little bit uh, germophobic. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm taking things too seriously, seeing people out there living their lives as the uh, downtown East Fremont district comes back to life. But uh, yeah, I wasn't really missing live poker at all. Been happily grinding away and learning about Pot Limit Omaha and studying, watching training videos and grinding online. Uh, but yeah, nowadays I'm starting to feel a little, uh, maybe a little anxious and a little uh, uh, eager to get back out into the world and get dealt a, get dealt a hand or two. Really? All bit. the way to the poker room. I mean, I'm not going to like rush rush back out there. <laughs> Casinos are opening up next week. There's no mention of any of the card rooms that I play at. No mention of them opening up yet. I'm not sure what the Bellagio is doing. I don't know if they've said. Because they'll be opening next week. And I haven't heard what their plans are for the poker room. But I guess that would probably mean that they're not opening it right away. So do you think that the FOMO... Because you had no FOMO before you saw people out there. Do you think it's yours or from people? You know what I mean? Like it's yours and those people stirred it up or you never had it and you're just taking other people's experience and integrating it into yourself and making it FOMO. Well, I think with the thing yesterday, it was just sort of like before yesterday, 
when I would think about going out somewhere and gathering, I would think about the virus. Mm. But like when we go out, when we went out yesterday riding bikes and seeing people, now I think not just the virus, I, I think freshly, prude, freshly poured <laughs> brews at Atomic Liquors and sitting on the patio and enjoying that. <laughs> but maybe also the virus. But it's not just one or the other. It's not just the virus. But I don't know. But I think as people, we want to see proof, right, before we take something seriously. I mean, the conversation we just had with the police brutality, mm -hmm. this is not a new story. We had to see it in the papers over and over and over again on your phone. You open Instagram, bam, there it is. Mm -hmm. So are we wanting to see the dead bodies in Las Vegas before we go, okay, yes, no, coronavirus was real. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do we yeah, want I think to a lot see, of people are. Do we want to see the spike in yeah. infections? And sure. I mean, I'm not trying to pay my insurance any more money mm -hmm. than I do. Fuck those guys. Seriously, I'm not trying to pay insurance any more money than yeah. I need to. So you're saying you don't want to get sick? Sick enough, sick where I have to go to the hospital. Like, right. you don't know whether you're going to have mild coronavirus where mm -hmm. you can just stay at home for two weeks. Yeah. Or you're going to have, I need to go to the hospital coronavirus. All right, you talked me into it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm not trying to make up your mind for No you. bruise just, for me. I'm just asking whether we want to, because I could be wrong at this point in life. <laughs> whether or we want to what? Whether people are looking at it accurately where it's like this is not as big a deal as it has been made out to be. So I'm out and continuing my life or I haven't seen anything because mm -hmm. I don't know where people with the, 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 the thought process is coming from. I think from. it's very similar to what I was talking about before where I was saying how until, some, until something affects somebody personally, then they just want to go about their lives mm. and they don't want their lives to be disturbed by other people who the thing is affecting, mm. you know? So like if somebody's uh, sister got coronavirus and got really sick, then whatever, that's just on them to deal with it. Like don't restrict <laughs> me from going out because mm. if I get sick, then that's on me. And my family. Yeah. But yeah. like if my sister got sick, then maybe I would be like, all right, well maybe we shouldn't be spreading this all over the place because I've seen personally how bad it is. Mm. So... Until it affects you. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. No, I literally don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't. You know, some, like I said last week, I usually have strong beliefs loosely held. I believe nothing. I don't know fuck all okay. at the moment. But uh, you're not missing, you're not missing the sub-zero Rio. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did have some like, hopes for this year as far as like tournaments and finally getting over that 100k mark on my handed mob that's pretty good huh what 100k in tournament winnings not really no have you been playing Apple. poker professionally for like 11 years where 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 are those hundred thousand dollars i don't remember which pocket are they in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like where did they come from mm -hmm. uh, a, world I, series mainly I better check out your Hinden. Take mob. a look, yeah. But no, that's pretty small. I mean, Jeff Boski's at like nine hundred thousand. Jeff Boski? Yeah, because he's a tournament player. Ah. So. So why are you, you making enough? your? Yeah, I mean, how you can't 
judge it based on that because you don't play as many tournaments. No, but it's you just, just like wanted finally to... getting over to six figures. And yeah, just like, I mean, I feel like I'm a better poker player every, you know, every year, every month or whatever. So each each tournament I play, I feel like I have a better chance of a... Finally binking the big one. Good score. So yeah, I was looking forward to that. But I don't know. Just rolling with the punches here. Checking out the PLO. Increasing my PLO knowledge base. They say if you don't come out of this lockdown, this quarantine, with a new skill, then you screwed up. What new skill have you learned? No new skills. How to, how to cry? <laughs> <laughs> no words. How to cry. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if you were world series right now. Have some personal time. <laughs> I don't blame you. Spent a lot of close together. quarters working, working together, being together. Yeah, I'm still adjusting to the to the PLO rage. PLO rage. Yeah, still adjusting. It never, it'll never stop. You didn't marry Phil Galfond. I wish. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's open to some. What is it called? Polygamy. <laughs> two two wives. Maybe. Okay, uh, we have some listener feedback. Yes? We do. Great. Let's hear it. Sean wrote to us. Hello, Sean. Sean is an avid listener of the Tells podcast. Who isn't, though? Sean is the o- one of the OGs. Oh, really? He says, dating during a pandemic. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Intrigued. Sean had a couple of things to say, one of which was, Boosie, did you ever ask Biden or Trump in the elevator? No, Sean. Uh, building everybody's one 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 person at a time. I just didn't see anybody Not in the building. Not yet. I, I still have time to ask. Yes. And he says, on the other podcast, you inquired about dating during a pandemic. Well, I'm here to say it's been pretty good so far. Whoa, look at Sean. With my personal schedule, I don't have a whole lot of time to be out and about to meet new people. So I threw caution to the wind and set up a personal profile on a dating app. It wasn't very long when I came across a beautiful, educated, independent woman and mother of two. Four days after they said everything was shutting down and everybody should quarantine, the two of us decided to get together to meet in person. Dating during the pandemic has taken away a lot of other distractions and has allowed us to get to know one another very well in a short amount of time. Hmm. Not long into it and I feel as though I know her like the back of my hand. Oh, la la. While she works at home, my life hasn't changed really, hasn't really changed due to working at UPS and being an essential worker. Uh, during the pandemic, it has allowed us to spend a fair amount of time together in person, doing things such as good long conversations, walks through the neighborhood, and hiking at the public parks. This sounds like your uh, kind of relationship. Making dinners for one another gets better. Wow! And just spending quality time together. I'm sorry. Personally. <laughs> Who are you sorry for? You. For me? Yeah. Because I didn't have this. You're missing out. This is, yeah, this is like your dream <laughs> <I> just, relationship. <laughs> I just had a, babe, I'm going to play poker. Hello? Are you back yet? No, I'm still at the poker table. It's 4 a.m. And then all day asleep. And then like 6 p.m. Yep. Hi. Hmm. With a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> That's your story. That's your story, huh? <laughs> Sean continues to say, personally, I feel as though it has worked out very well. When things open back up, 
like it has been happening here all week. It's allowed us to do other activities as a couple as well as incorporating our kids which will grow and enhance our relationship moving forward. Just my two cents on the subject. Wow. Okay. So there's a love story, at least one that has blossomed or blossoming. Um, but yeah, there you go. I mean, it. I think there was a lot of time at home, right? Like slower pace of life and not in such a big hurry to be somewhere, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. Yeah. That's interesting. Because you were talking about that, like personally, at least how you can only live in the present, right? with this lockdown thing yeah you're not thinking about well i need to be out doing this and that and the other thing so like i guess that applies to relationships too where you can just one-on-one be in the moment together get to know each other have some deep conversations go on a walk around the neighborhood yeah for me it's me andrew plus twitter yes I'm, i'm already in a polyamorous relationship yeah and we're gonna introduce tiktok into this relationship <laughs> oh too. lord it's just a new entrant into the uh into the mix oh no hello tiktok okay so grandpa over here is getting into tiktok grandpa me yeah <laughs> yes you i don't know i might be too old for tiktok but I'll, I'll try i'm gonna check it out no that's what everybody says on tiktok who's yeah. over like 20 they say i'm too old for it's TikTok. still early days i mean it's still like ramping up it's not it's nowhere near like pinnacle what is attractive to you about tiktok i have no idea nothing okay but that's where you're going (laughs) well it's attractive to a lot of people for some reason so i'm intrigued to find out why yeah uh it is it's full screen video which as far as like reasons for an app to be interesting immediately is you know when you open it up bam video Mm. full screen what other app is like that okay you can't think of one can you no, no, I cannot. Instagram stories like that, but not when you open it up. The feed is what still, you're presented with. Still front and center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to do a new hairstyle from TikTok, which was very, very well, nice. Know. Great. But I think the downside of TikTok to me is that it uses music, and music is very powerful. So if you want to lose your life to a nap, go on TikTok. I'm serious. I think it's very... Because of music? Yeah, music is so powerful. Music changes your state. When I first downloaded TikTok, I was hearing the TikTok songs in my head when I was not on TikTok, Mm -hmm. which does what? Draws you back to TikTok so you can hear that song again. You don't have to go to TikTok to hear it, though. Do you search for the song Yeah, sure, you can search for the song, but then there's... It's both. There's a, there's a song, right? There's like the hip song of the moment that will be right. on multiple TikToks. Yeah, that Old Town Road or whatever. What is it called? No, baby. You, you, you're not in TikTok land yet. There's multiple songs. I'm saying that was, that's the biggest example of one. Well, oh, was that on TikTok? I think so, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. But all I'm saying is that the repetitiveness, right? Like how do you become addicted to something? It's, it's the repetition. It's the... I don't know. Subconsciousness, like the subcon, something in your subconscious calling you back to this thing. So not only like Instagram is addictive because of the way it's set up and the scrolling, which provides the instant dopamine hit, right? Yeah. But TikTok has the scrolling mm-hmm. plus the music, so right. it's like a double addiction. All right. I'm just saying why I think 
TikTok is so addictive. Mm-hmm. And not only do you have one song for one style of video, you can have one song and everybody's using it a different way. <laughs> okay. So now you want to see how this song is being used for every different type of yeah, TikTok. Clever. It's, uh, it's you very know clever. It's, but uh, it's, it's a musical meme is what it is. A musical meme? Yeah. Uh, what is a meme? So a meme is like, you know, there's like a sort of format to mm. a joke perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then someone will iterate on that and right. they'll say like, this was my plans. This was 2020. You yeah. Know, and they'll have like their own uh, take on that. Right. So the song is that. Exactly. It's and that is the so. Birth, the birth of the musical meme. So powerful. Mm. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm that just power. saying that if you I want, want to lose your life mm-hmm. to a nap, yeah. get on TikTok. All right. See you. I don't know. I don't really like those years. musical memes, to be honest with you. So I think I'm okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about my addictions. I'm just saying that you don't... Like, you like to think that you control every part of you. No, I think I'm addicted to Twitter. Exactly. So what what makes you think anything else will be so different? Because I don't like music. At a memes. certain point, you become powerless to... Mm-hmm. Like, why are you still on Instagram? Why? Right. I don't really go on there that often these days. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Twitter, though. I'll admit it. To, I'll admit to my addictions. I'll admit I have a problem. That's what I'm just saying. From, I just delete the app off my phone until mm-hmm. like two weeks later when I'm ready for another TikTok fix. Then I'll reinstall the TikTok app. But you cannot have that on your phone every single day. Good luck. Yeah, Godspeed. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think I'm like I'm like a year late to the party, but I think there's still going to be like a good four years ahead of us. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, I wanted to create content for Instagram. Like, I wanted to do it. I was excited to, like, take a photo and share it with my friends with a caption. I am not interested in making TikTok content, like, at all. It's intimidating because you have to, like, edit video and stuff. And there's people that have, like, millions of views or millions of followers and stuff. And they're so creative and clever and funny. But there was already... But there was already... There was content on Instagram and there was, it started out as a photographer Mm -hmm. thing, but I never felt like, oh, just because I don't have this camera, I won't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make, like take an Instagram photo. Okay. I mean, I can see where, how it could be intimidating, but the thing is like, once you actually use the editing tool, you're not really doing the editing, the editing, a lot of it is done for you. Mm. You know, they have like editing things in within the tiktok sure. editor i think tiktok is the first thing it makes me feel like uh old. I, I might be old. too old to accomplish things on this platform no <laughs> come on look at gary v gary v's still crushing tiktok and yeah but he was very older. early adopter oh so you're saying you're too too late no i'm saying too old <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like. Yes. I don't think like that's obviously not true. Right. But that's just because like, there's the lots feeling. of grannies on TikTok, and they are like some of the best content. Are they making it themselves? Or they have their grandson helping them? No, some of them are making them making it themselves. You sure. Yeah. You sure? They're editing video and stuff. Yeah, but they don't have they're dance videos. They don't tricks? have like dance. You no. know, magic tricks. 
No, not magic tricks. But I just, I do like that because there's so many types of creators that I haven't seen on Instagram. Like mm. Instagram has a specific profile of big creator. Whereas, like I saw this morning, I was saying there was a little woman with her average size son and they were so sweet. Yeah. You know, because he comes to visit his mom and everything is very tiny and he's at least like six five mm. and he sleeps on this tiny tiny little couch and has to crouch down to wash the dishes because her house is like built for her and it's so sweet sounds like it so okay i've never seen that on instagram all right well tune in next week to hear about the launch of my tiktok career which okay. may or may not happen you should you should <laughs> launch it you can do photography people like that too I know because I already thought I when you said that I immediately thought of people that are already doing photography TikToks and they're very good and I don't think I can compete compete with that. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Well, we have some we have some p- private family counseling to do yes. for Andrews. You got to help me. Uh thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Tells. I would like to hear from you. Hello at tellspodcast.com if you have any questions. No. Yeah. Ask us extremely personal questions or don't and just share your thoughts on the world and we will maybe read them if you want us to. Or if you just want us to not read them, send us a message. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.